Section 17 of Anecdotes of Dogs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Anecdotes of Dogs by Edward Jesse. The Spaniel, Part 1. Though once a puppy, and a fop by name here moulders one whose bones some honour claim no sycophant although of spanish race and though no hound a martyr to the chase ye pheasants rabbits leverets rejoice your haunts no longer echo to his voice this record of his fate exulting view he died worn out with vain pursuit of you yes the indignant shade of fop replies and worn with vain pursuits man also dies cowper poor doll the very name of spaniel reminds me of you how well do i now see your long pendant ears your black expressive eyes your short well-rounded mouth your diminutive but strong legs almost hidden by the long silky hair from your stomach and here you sing as you lie on the rug before a good fire in the winter after a hard day's cock or snipe shooting wet and tired with your indefatigable exertions yes strange as it may sound doll would sing in her way as i have stated in a previous page and such was her sagacity that in process of time when i said sing doll she gave vent to the sounds and varied them as i exclaimed louder louder all this time she appeared to be fast asleep and what a dog she was in thick cover or in rushy swamps no day was too long for her nor could a woodcock or snipe escape her unerring nose Quote, still her unerring nose would wind it if above ground was sure to find it monsieur blaise also tells us that a gentleman had a dog which he taught to utter a particular musical note and that the animal made a cry which very much resembled it he then sounded another note close to the ear of the dog saying to him too high or too low according to the degree of intonation the animal finished by pretty correctly giving the note which was required an account is given in the bibliothèque universelle of a spaniel who if he heard any one play or sing a certain air land de notre moulin et mort la pauvre bête etc which is a lamentable ditty in the minor key the dog looked very pitifully then gaped repeatedly showing increasing signs of impatience and uneasiness he would then sit upright on his hind legs and begin to howl louder and louder till the music stopped no other air ever affected him and he never noticed any music till the air in question was played or sung he then manifested without exception or variation the series of actions which have been described i knew a dog which howled whenever it was pitied 
and another whose ear was so sensitive that it could never bear to hear me make a moaning noise i have likewise seen a dog affected by peculiar notes played on a violoncello it is only now and then that such dogs as doll are to be met with and when they are they are invaluable either as sporting dogs or as companions in the latter capacity doll was quite delightful in an early may morning when she knew that no shooting was going forward she would frisk around me as i strolled in a meadow gay with my favorite cowslips or run before me as i passed along a lane where primroses were peeping out of its mossy sides looking back every now and then to see if i was following her there was the dew still glittering on the flowers which from their situation had not yet felt the influence of the morning sun reminding me of some favorite lines by my favorite poet herrick quote, fall on me like a silent dew or like those maiden showers which by the peep of day do strew a baptism o'er the flowers End quote how delightful it is to think of these bygone walks and how pleasant to call to mind these traits of a favorite and faithful animal the poet cowper was never more engaging than when he describes his vain attempts to reach the flower of a water-lily as he was strolling along the banks of a stream attended by his spaniel and afterwards discovering that the sagacious animal had been in the river and plucked it for him another instance of the wonderful sagacity in this breed of dogs may be here noticed a gentleman shooting wild fowl one day on a lake in ireland was accompanied by a sagacious spaniel he wounded a wild duck which swam about the lake and dived occasionally followed by the dog the bird at last got to some distance and lowered itself in the water as ducks are known to do when they are wounded and pursued leaving nothing but his head out of it the dog swam about for some time in search of his prey but all scent was lost and he obeyed his master's call and returned to the shore he had no sooner arrived there however than he ran with the greatest eagerness to the top of some high ground close to the lake on arriving there he was seen looking round in every direction and having at last perceived the spot where the duck was endeavoring to conceal itself he again rushed into the water made directly to the spot he had previously marked and at last succeeded in securing the wounded bird a spaniel which had been kindly treated and fed during the absence of his master in the kitchen of a neighbor showed his gratitude not only by greeting the cook when he met her but on one occasion he laid down at her feet a bird which he had caught wagged his tail and departed thus showing that he had not forgotten the favors he had received the following old but interesting anecdote is taken from daniel's rural sports Quote, a few days before the overthrow of robespierre a revolutionary tribunal had condemned m r an upright magistrate and a most estimable man on a pretense of finding him guilty of a conspiracy his faithful dog a spaniel was with him when he was seized 
but was not suffered to enter the prison he took refuge with a neighbor of his master's and every day at the same hour returned to the door of the prison but was still refused admittance he however uniformly passed some time there and his unremitting fidelity won upon the porter and the dog was allowed to enter the meeting may be better imagined than described the jailer however fearful for himself carried the dog out of the prison but he returned the next morning and was regularly admitted on each day afterwards when the day of sentence arrived the dog notwithstanding the guards penetrated into the hall where he lay crouched between the legs of his master again at the hour of execution the faithful dog is there the knife of the guillotine falls he will not leave the lifeless and headless body the first night the next day and the second night his absence alarmed his new patron who guessing whither he had retired sought him and found him stretched upon his master's grave from this time for three months every morning the mourner returned to his protector merely to receive food and then again retreated to the grave at length he refused food his patience seemed exhausted and with temporary strength supplied by his long-tried and unexhausted affection for twenty-four hours he was observed to employ his weakened limbs in digging up the earth that separated him from the being he had served his powers however here gave way he shrieked in his struggles and at length ceased to breathe with his last look turned upon the grave the late rev mr corsellis of wivenhoe in essex had an old gamekeeper who had reared a spaniel which became his constant companion day and night wherever the keeper appeared dash was close behind him and was of infinite use in his master's nocturnal excursions the game at night was never regarded although in the day no spaniel could find it in better style or in a greater quantity if at night however a strange foot entered the coverts dash by a significant whine informed his master that an enemy was abroad and thus many poachers have been detected after many years of friendly companionship the keeper was seized with a disease which terminated in death whilst the slow but fatal progress of his disorder allowed him to crawl about dash as usual followed his footsteps and when nature was nearly exhausted and he took to his bed the faithful animal unweariedly attended at the foot of it when he died the dog would not quit the body but lay on the bed by its side it was with difficulty he could be induced to eat any food and though after the burial he was caressed with all the tenderness which so fond an attachment naturally called forth he took every opportunity to steal back to the room where his old master died here he would remain for hours and from thence he daily visited his grave at the end however of fourteen days notwithstanding every kindness and attention shown him the poor faithful animal died a victim of grief 
for the loss of his master in recording such an instance of affection it is impossible not to feel regret that animals capable of so much attachment should ever be subjected to ill usage whenever they are treated with kindness and affection they are ready to return it fourfold it is generally ill-treatment which produces ferocity or indifference and the former must be very great before the love of their master can be conquered mr blaine records the following story of a dog which he had found Quote, i one day picked up in the streets an old spaniel bitch that some boys were worrying from which her natural timidity rendered her incapable of defending herself grateful for the protection she readily followed me home where she was placed among other dogs in expectation of finding an owner for her but which not happening she spent the remainder of her life three or four years in this asylum convinced she was safe and well treated i had few opportunities of particularly noticing her afterwards and she attached herself principally to the man who fed her at a future period when inspecting the sick dogs i observed her in great pain occasionally crying out supposing her to be affected in her bowels and having no suspicion she was in pup i directed some castor oil to be given her the next day she was still worse when i examined her more attentively and to my surprise discovered that a young one obstructed the passage and which she was totally unable to bring forth i placed her on a table and after some difficulty succeeded in detaching the puppy from her the relief she instantly felt produced an effect i shall never forget she licked my hands and when put on the ground she did the same to my feet danced round me and screamed with gratitude and joy from this time to her death which did not happen till two years after she never forgot the benefit she had received on the contrary whenever i approached she was boisterous in evincing her gratitude and regard and would never let me rest till by noticing her i had convinced her that i was sensible of her caresses the difference between her behavior before this accident and after it was so pointed and striking that it was impossible to mistake the grateful sense she had ever retained of the kindness which had been shown to her spaniels in cover are merry and cheerful companions all life and animation they hunt they frisk about watching the movements of their master and are indefatigable in their exertions to find game for him their neat shape their beautiful coats their cleanly habits their insinuating attention incessant attendance and faithful obedience ensure for them general favor it is almost impossible therefore not to have the greatest attachment and affection for them especially as few dogs evince so much sagacity sincerity patience fidelity and gratitude from the time they are thrown off in the field as a proof of the pleasure they feel in being employed the tail is in perpetual motion 
upon the increased vibration of which the experienced sportsman well knows when he is getting nearer to the game as the dog approaches it the more energetic he becomes tremulous whimpers escape him as a matter of doubt occurs and he is all eagerness as he hits again on the scent the clumber breed of spaniels have long been celebrated for their strength and powers of endurance their unerring nose and for hunting mute a great qualification where game abounds this breed has been preserved in its purity by the successive dukes of newcastle and may be considered as an aristocratic appanage to their country seats nor should the fine breed of spaniels belonging to the earl of albemarle be passed by in silence they are black and tan of a large size with long ears and very much feathered about the legs they are excellent retrievers and those who have seen will not soon forget sir edwin landseer's charming picture of the late lord albemarle's celebrated dog chancellor and one of his progeny holding a dead rabbit between them as if equally eager to bring it to their amiable master these dogs like those of the clumber breed hunt mute and seldom range out of shot while on the subject of lord albemarle's breed of dogs i may mention an extraordinary fact which i noticed in a former work and which i witnessed myself i allude to the circumstance of a favorite dog having died after producing a litter of puppies which were adopted suckled and brought up by a young bitch of the same breed who never had any whelps of her own or indeed was in the way of having any the flow of milk of the foster mother was quite sufficient for the sustenance of the adopted offspring and enabled her to support and bring them up with as much care and affection as if they had been her own here was an absence of that notice odor which enables animals to distinguish their young from those of others and also of that distension of milk which makes the suckling their young so delightful to them indeed it may be observed how beautifully and providentially it has been ordered that the process of suckling their young is as pleasurable to the parent animal as it is essential to the support of the infant progeny the mammy of animals become painful when over distended with milk drawing off that fluid removes positive uneasiness and affords positive pleasure in the present instance however nothing of the sort was the case and therefore we can only look to that kindliness of disposition and intelligence with which many animals are so strongly endowed as the reason of the singular adoption referred to i am aware that this fact has been doubted but it is too well known and authenticated to admit of the possibility of any mistake in this instance it must be allowed that the usually defined bounds of instinct were exceeded if so distress at hearing the cries of the helpless young must have acted forcibly on the kindly feelings of a poor brute and thus induced her to act in the manner i have described spaniels like other dogs possess the power of finding their way to their homes from distances of considerable extent and over ground they have not before traversed 
a lady residing at richmond mrs grosvenor gave the reverend leonard jennings the following anecdote of a dog and cat a little blenheim spaniel of hers once accompanied her to the house of a relative where it was taken into the kitchen to be fed when two large favorite cats flew at it several times and scratched it severely the spaniel was in the habit of following its mistress in her walks in the garden and by degrees it formed a friendship with a young cat of the gardener's which it tempted into the house first into the hall and then into the kitchen where on finding one of the large cats the spaniel and its ally fell on it together and without further provocation beat it well they then waited for the other which they served in the same manner and finally drove both cats from the kitchen the two friends continued afterwards to eat off the same plate as long as the spaniel remained with her mistress in the house a gentleman residing at worcester had a favorite spaniel which he brought with him to london inside the coach after having been in town a day or two he missed the dog and wrote to acquaint his family at worcester of his loss he received an answer informing him that he need not distress himself about rose as she had arrived at her old house at worcester five days after she had been lost in london but very thin and out of condition this same dog was a great favorite and much domesticated she formed a friendship with the cat and when before the fire the latter would lie down in the most familiar manner by the side of the dog when the dog had puppies the cat was in the habit of sucking her and it happened more than once that both had young ones at the same time when the cat might be seen sucking the bitch and the kittens taking their nourishment from the cat a friend of mine who then resided in south wales had a team of spaniels which he used for woodcock shooting as he was leaving the country for a considerable length of time he gave permission to some of his neighbors to take out his spaniels when they wanted them one of these was a remarkably good dog but of rather a surly disposition and had in consequence been but little petted or noticed by his master notwithstanding this nothing could induce him either to follow or hunt with those to whom he was lent in order therefore to make him of any use it was necessary to get his feeder to accompany the shooting party and the dog would then take to hunt in cover but if this man returned home the dog would find it out and be there before him at the end of nearly six years his master returned into wales and near the house discovered his old dog apparently asleep knowing his ferocious disposition he did not venture to go close to him but called him by name which did not appear to excite the animal's attention no sooner however did the dog hear an old exciting cover call than he jumped up sprang to his old master and showed his affection for him in every possible way when the shooting season came he proved himself to be as good a dog as ever monsieur blaise says that a fondness for the chase does not always make a dog forget his fidelity to his master 
he was one day shooting wild ducks with a friend near versailles when as soon as the first shot was fired a fine spaniel dog joined and began to caress them they shot during the whole day and the dog hunted with the greatest zeal and alacrity supposing him to be a stray dog they began to think of appropriating him to themselves but as soon as the sport was over the dog ran away they afterwards discovered that he belonged to one of the keepers who was confined to his house by illness his duty however was to shoot ducks on one particular day of the week when he was accompanied by this spaniel he lived six miles from the spot and the dog knowing the precise day had come there to enjoy his usual sport and then returned to his master one of the most extraordinary cases on record of a friendship between two most dissimilar animals a spaniel and a partridge is narrated by a writer in whom implicit confidence may be placed Quote, we were lately in eighteen twenty three visiting in a house where a very pleasing and singular portrait attracted our observation it was that of a young lady represented with a partridge perched upon her shoulder and a dog with his feet on her arm we recognized it as a representation of the lady of the house but were at a loss to account for the odd association of her companions she observed our surprise and at once gave the history of the bird and the spaniel they were both some years back domesticated in her family the dog was an old parlor favorite who went by the name of tom the partridge was more recently introduced from france and answered to the equally familiar name of bill it was rather a dangerous experiment to place them together for tom was a lively and spirited creature very apt to torment the cats and to bark at any object which roused his instinct but the experiment was tried and bill being very tame did not feel much alarm at his natural enemy they were of course shy at first but this shyness gradually wore off the bird became less timid and the dog less bold the most perfect friendship was at length established between them when the hour of dinner arrived the partridge invariably flew on his mistress's shoulder calling with that shrill note which is so well known to sportsmen and the spaniel leapt about with equal ardor one dish of bread and milk was placed on the floor out of which the spaniel and bird fed together after their social meal the dog would retire to a corner to sleep while the partridge would nestle between his legs and never stir till his favorite awoke whenever the dog accompanied his mistress out the bird displayed the utmost disquietude till his return and once when the partridge was shut up by accident a whole day the dog searched about the house with a mournful cry which indicated the strength of his affection the friendship of tom and bill was at length fatally terminated the beautiful little dog was stolen and the bird from that time refused food and died on the seventh day a victim to his grief a friend of mine has a small spaniel which very recently showed great sagacity 
this dog which is much attached to him was left under the care of a servant while his master paid a visit of a few weeks in hampshire the poor animal was so miserable during his absence that he was informed of it and directed the dog to be sent to him in a hamper which was done he was overjoyed at the sight of his kind master and remained perfectly contented at his new abode when preparations were making for his departure the day before it took place the dog was evidently aware of what was going forward and showed his dread of being again left behind by keeping as close as possible to the feet of his master during the evening on getting up very early the next morning before daylight he found on opening his door that the apprehensive animal was lying before it although it was winter and very cold at breakfast the dog not only nestled against his feet but rubbed himself so much against them that he was at last turned out of the room on going into his dressing-room where the dog had been in the habit of sleeping in a warm basket before a good fire he found him coiled up in his portmanteau which had been left open nearly packed in this instance the animal's knowledge of what was going forward was very evident and his fear of being left behind could not be more strongly expressed thus affording another proof that animals are possessed of a faculty much beyond mere instinct a young gentleman lately residing in edinburgh was master of a handsome spaniel bitch which he had bought from a dealer in dogs the animal had been educated to steal for the benefit of its protector but it was some time ere his new master became aware of this irregularity of morals and he was not a little astonished and teased by its constantly bringing home articles of which it had feloniously obtained possession perceiving at length that the animal proceeded systematically in this sort of behaviour he used to amuse his friends by causing the spaniel to give proofs of her sagacity in the spartan art of privately stealing putting of course the shopkeepers where he meant she should exercise her faculty on their guard as to this issue the process was curious and excites some surprise at the pains which must have been bestowed to qualify the animal for these practices as soon as the master entered the shop the dog seemed to avoid all appearance of recognizing or acknowledging any connection with him but lounged about in an indolent disengaged and independent sort of manner as if she had come into the shop of her own accord in the course of looking over some wares his master indicated by a touch on the parcel and a look towards the spaniel that which he desired she should appropriate and then left the shop the dog whose watchful eye caught the hint in an instant instead of following his master out of the shop continued to sit at the door or lie by the fire watching the counter until she observed the attention of the people of the shop withdrawn from the prize which she wished to secure whenever she saw an opportunity of doing so as she imagined unobserved she never failed to jump upon the counter with her forefeet possess herself of the gloves or whatever else had been pointed out to her 
and escape from the shop to join her master a gentleman lately communicated to me the following fact his avocations frequently took him by the side of st bride's churchyard in london whenever he passed it in the course of some two or three years he always saw a spaniel at one particular grave it was the grave of his master there month after month and year after year did this faithful animal remain as if to guard the remains of the being he loved no cold however severe no rain however violent no sun however hot could drive this affectionate creature from a spot which was so endeared to him the good-natured sexton of the churchyard and the fact is recorded to his honour brought food daily to the dog and then pitying his exposure to the weather scooped out a hole by the side of the grave and thatched it over the following is from the percy collection of anecdotes two spaniels mother and son were self-hunting in mr drake's woods near amersham in bucks the gamekeeper shot the mother the son frightened ran away for an hour or two and then returned to look for his mother having found her dead body he laid himself down by her and was found in that situation the next day by his master who took him home together with the body of the mother six weeks did this affectionate creature refuse all consolation and almost all nutriment he became at length universally convulsed and died of grief these two anecdotes would form a pretty picture of fidelity and kindness and there is one i need not mention sir edwin landseer who would do justice to them end of the spaniel part one recording by lucretia b